Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Producer extraordinaire is here with us in the studio. Hey, Micah. And hello to you, Sasha, our host extraordinaire. Oh, thank you. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. So we are listening to a classic bop right now. So I want you to tell us why you chose this for the start of the podcast. I recently learned about a study out of the Medical University in Lodz, in Poland, and it found that taking at least 4,000 steps a day can reduce a person's risk of death of any cause. 4,000 steps. Which is crazy, right? Anyway, I think we all heard of the recommendation of 10,000 steps a day. And I'm telling you right now, I'm definitely not taking 10,000 steps a day. You and me both. But for this episode, we wanted to explore the health benefits of walking, both for our physical and mental health. Plus, I wanted to use this as an opportunity to, you know, learn about all the ways people like to walk. So their walk routine, if you will. Ah, Well, do you have a favorite walk? One of my favorite places to go on a stroll has to be Promontory Point in Burnham Park. It always reminds me of when I first moved to Chicago, and it's it's just so beautiful. And most recently named a Chicago landmark, too. Yeah, it's truly a gorgeous place. Well, to start off the conversation, we talked to Linda Tinson, who's a nurse practitioner and also leads the walking meditation at Unity Chicago Where do you want to pick up the conversation, Micah? So we have to start with those health benefits, particularly for our physical health, because I think it's common sense that walking is good for us, but we can have Linda explain more. It does wonderful things for the physical body. So it lowers heart rate. It um, allows your digestive system to work properly. Um, It improves your heart in terms of the heart rate and the blood pressure. Um, It improves uh, joint pain. It improves your immune system Mm. response. Walking does. Really? Any type of physical activity will. But walking is the easiest and one that you don't, doesn't require a lot of things. If you have a good pair of shoes, you have a safe environment, um, you can walk. Yeah, You can walk in your home around the periphery of the room if you don't feel comfortable walking outside. You can just keep moving no matter where you, you are. You just keep moving. Well, we talked with uh, Dr. Sheila Dugan, who's a professor and chairperson of physical medicine and rehabilitation at Rush, about walking as well. Here's a little bit of what uh, she had to say. Really doing something is always better than not doing something. And um, and in my you know career now, I've I've been in healthcare for 40 years, first as a physical therapist and now as a physical medicine and rehab provider. I really spend my time asking people to get moving. And walking is just a fantastic way because it's accessible to most of us. Sounds like she agrees with you, Linda. Yes, absolutely. She said doing something is better than not doing something. Yes. Right? 
Well, we mentioned this earlier, but the benefits go beyond our physical health. So, you know, walking can also have an impact on our mental and spiritual health. Why don't you talk about that? So it's a mood enhancer. So it alleviates or improves um, anxiety and depression. It allows one to sleep well. It improves your ability to concentrate. Um, It improves your outlook on life. What kind of studies are are measuring this? Oh, no, I didn't come prepared to (laughs) quote studies. But, I I mean, there has to be some reason why we know these facts, right? Is Um, it just the, the, the actual movement itself is just kind of getting everything racing? Heart rates, everything's pumping? Um, it's not necessarily the heart rate pumping, pumping, pumping. It's just the overall physical um, improvement in the muscle tone, improvement in the heart rate, mm-hmm. improvement in the digestion, elimination. Just the, all the body systems work properly if when we do some type of physical activity. Right. They're all functioning together. You know, and I'm thinking too, many of us, I think, uh, Linda, are aware of how like running can positively impact our mental health. I I hear that all the time. And and of course, I I know more friends who have started to incorporate running uh, into their their daily. But uh, people might not know the same is true about walking. The same is very true about walking. And you don't have the same impact on the joints. Yeah. How would you compare the effects of both running versus walking? That the running is more pounding, and that eventually wears the cartilage out in those major joints, the knee joints and the hips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So walking gets eases you into all of those positive benefits that we were yes, talking about. Yes, you can do the same thing. It depends on the individual, but I would say that walking is the easiest thing and the most beneficial without untoward effects. Right. Uh, Let's hear from one of our WBEZ colleagues, Claire Malkey, who said, I quote, I try to walk outside every day. It helps take the stress off. I like to walk alone to let my mind wander and Mm -hmm. decompress. I've recently started walking with no music or AirPods, and it's honestly been life-changing. And she goes on to say, but I definitely love a hot girl walk on the weekends with the girlies. I love walking so much. What are your thoughts on that? I see you're smiling. Oh, I like the idea of hot girl walk. A hot girl walk, <laughs> you know, in hot girl summer, right? Yeah. So um, I think that's great because it's a lot more fun when you're walking with someone. So you can have your conversations back and forth. You are taking in the environment around you, uh, but you're having fun. Yeah. You know, Problems get solved during that time. Business gets started during that time. You become very creative. Yeah, nothing like a walk to clear your mind. Yes, I use I, I use drives for that too. But I definitely um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely see the effects when I'm when I'm taking a walk. What about you, Linda? Do you prefer walking alone, or do you do the group walk? Or I tend to walk your alone preference? only because I don't have a lot of people around me when I'm walking. Yeah, at the time that I'm walking. So, are you a, a morning walker? Or? I walk at different whatever my schedule allows. <laughs> you fit it in. I fit it in. <laughs> yes. Um, let's talk more about the the walking meditations that I mentioned that you do. What is that? So it's we're walking, but we're walking with the focus 
of or setting an intention as you're walking. So wherever you are, and I do mine outside for the church, there is a path that is near the church along the lakefront. And so we get to enjoy the benefits of being on the lakefront, and we're doing physical activity, and we are with people that we love to be with. Yeah. So... When I when we walk, I usually have them have a set an intention. I'll have them have a piece of maybe a stone uh-huh. or a leaf or something like that. So when we walk, it's not the same kind of walk as a power walk. It is very slow, very intentionally f- focused, placing planting the foot on the floor feeling the heel go down first and rolling through to the toes before you take the next step being mindful of the breath how that feels in your chest as your chest rises and falls Mm -hmm. so it's just very focused uh intentional it's not for the activity itself it is to become aligned with the area of your breath and with your intention. Mm. So I'm already much more relaxed just listening to you describe these walking meditations. Yes. So it's really very beneficial. So you simply, you're still walking. You're still getting all the benefits of walking. You know, the heart rate slowing, the blood pressure slowing, um, the mood enhancing, you, you're still building your immune system. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have something that is um, that you're working on and you want to figure out a creative aspect to it, doing a walking meditation is great for that. Yeah. I mean, what have you personally gotten from walking meditations? I mean, wait, think back to when you first started doing them. Hmm. What have they helped you with? Figuring out my next steps, my next um, goals Mm -hmm. for myself in my business or with my church or in my work. So, yeah, Yeah. it really is. And I'm glad you made that distinction about, you know, when you said this is not a power walk, because I remember when that became, you know, so popularized. um, Yeah. And and I actually I did that by mistake. When you when started, I started out, I started walking like a power walk, you know. Yeah. Very and it's not that. And you took a step back. Yeah. Slow to down. Step back. Slow down. So if people are interested in having their own walking meditation, what advice would you give them? So if you want to do that, I would say set uh, figure out the environment, make sure you have the appropriate wear. Like now for us in Chicago, we need to make sure we have water, you know, and sunscreen and hat. Um, Then after that, um, decide on the area that you're going to walk, the amount of time you want to walk. And then just do a little bit of stretching always to Mm -hmm. get your muscles ready. And then just slowly walk. You don't have to walk fast. Just You can ease into it ease into it, one foot in front of the other, and see what, what, how it feels. Are you more balanced on the right than the left? You know, I don't know. I, I've never paid close attention yeah. to that, but that's, that's, that's a good question to, yeah. to ask. Mm-hmm. So you want to notice 
things that you may have not noticed before. And you will because you have slowed your rhythm down. You are focused on your physical body, on the breath. There's something about being still. Yeah. Well, a slow movement. Mm. Yeah. Here's another WBEZ colleague of ours talking about why she loves walking. Uh, Andrea Robowski says that she loves walking on the Riverwalk. And she went on to say, I love my walks because it gives me some time to just take a break from work, get some fresh air, meet new people. It's important for me to go out and walk because I spend most of the day working and sitting. She went on to say, I found that getting some good sunlight does wonders for my mood. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. The sun lifts our mood. Let's hear again from Dr. Sheila Dugan. Uh, Here's her recommendation on how many times a week to walk. I would say throughout the week, something like between three and seven times a week. um, And uh, kind of figure out perhaps with your phone or or if you have a watch where you're at. And maybe try to go up by 10%. So if I'm walking... 60 minutes for the whole week, I'm going to add six minutes so that next week I might try to do 66 minutes. And then at the end of the week, I'm going to reevaluate, did it fit my schedule? I'm having any pain, Um, you know, and on the other side, evaluate my feeling more positive. Um, Because the last thing I would say is if you kind of notice how you feel before and after you walk, part of wanting to go back and do it again is to remember how much better you felt at the end of the walk. Yeah, I love that. And I mentioned at the top that universal health goal of of 10,000 steps a day, Linda. Mm -hmm. I mean, have you found truth to that number? You know, I am. I feel like you probably take 20,000 steps a day. No. (laughs) No? Um, I am from, I believe that if we do something, it is better than nothing. And so a lot of people cannot walk 10,000 steps a day. Yeah. And so I'm in agreement with doing a, a smaller, having setting yeah, a smaller goal. I was goal. telling you that the number is now being reduced, right? To saying yes, 4,000, 4, some experts. And that is that is wonderful. If you did that 4,000 steps every day, every other day, you still are achieving the goal of improved health. And that is what we're looking for. So leave us with this. If, if someone listening to us now is looking to de-stress they want to take a, a short brain break on their walk. Mm-hmm. What's your recommendation for doing that, but also just making the experience a relaxing one? I would say just get up and step outside and look at the sky and step forward. Just one foot before the other. One foot in front of the other. Yes. Linda Tinson is the Unity Chicago Walking Meditation Leader. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. Wow, I loved hearing all of those responses. And Linda is just so lovely. I loved the tips that Linda gave us about slowing down and being more mindful on our walks. And also, we got so many responses. I wish we had more time to share all of the ones we got. Um, a lot of people mentioned that they go on walks to see all the dogs in their area, oh. doing it daily to decompress, and also people watching. My favorite thing to do. All right, later in the show, we did switch gears a bit. So tell us about the other two guests that we had on. 
Yeah. So we tried to find the perfect guest who could tell us all about walking around Chicago. And honestly, who better to turn to our friends Maria Barwegan of Free Chicago Walking Tours and Hilary Marzik of Inside Walking Tours. They were amazing. And I loved hearing their stories about becoming tour guides. I am an experiential educator, and I was working for a company that um, sent me to Europe in the summer of 2015. So I was working with students all summer long, and experiential education gets students up on their feet doing field trip type experiences connected to curriculum. So it can look a lot. So you're like already tour guiding. On your feet. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I spent the summer with the students and then with another teacher, spent the rest of the summer in Europe and spent a little too much money. (laughs) (laughs) So when I came back home, I thought, uh, I want a side job that I can be on my feet and with people and outside and walking around. And hey, why don't I try tour guiding? Mm. Because it was a lot like what I was already doing. Yeah, fell right in line there. Was it just as easy for you, the, the, the transition, Hillary? into walking guide? I would say so. Um, I got into tourism in Chicago through boat tours, and this was back in 2008 uh, after I got a master's. It was very much a case of life is what happens when you're busy making other plans because I was going to get a Ph.D. and be in an academic classroom setting teaching. And um, and then I got a summer job, as teachers do, <laughs> got a summer <laughs> job doing architecture tours on a boat. And after a few years of doing that and working as head of product development for that company, I was like, you know, a boat, I love it, but it's only going to take you so far. And so I wanted to make uh, a format in which people could actually get inside these buildings that I personally was going inside on my own. And so it was just kind of like an improv comedy. We say you follow the fun of the scene. And I felt very much like I was following the fun of what I was doing for work. And yeah. Felt very privileged to do it. Still do. So hearing you two talk, I, I mean, I have to assume that you just enjoy walking because why else would you do this? You're, you're <laughs> nodding. Oh, definitely. Hillary. Absolutely. Yes. I look at the boat tours and I think those look like a lot of fun, but I love the fact that um, I can go out on a tour and get exercise while I'm working yep. and doing what I love, you know. Teaching. And you, you've always enjoyed walking? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What is it about it that you like, Hillary? I think um, it's it's partly the social aspect of it. Um, I think that we as Americans definitely tend to, especially if you live outside of a big city, um, we tend to kind of stick in our cars and go from point to point. And walking, especially in a city, and Chicago is a very walkable city, like Paris is a walkable city, like mm-hmm. London is a walkable city. You kind of are reminded of your humanity as as like philosophical as that sounds. I think it's it's nice to just kind of be reminded of like, oh, there's other people out here and we're all experiencing this reality together. And how can I enrich your experience of reality by pointing out beautiful things to you that I'm seeing myself? Yeah. What are your thoughts on, on the walkability of, of Chicago? Maria? Oh, it's absolutely a walkable city. And and just to bounce off of that, the, the social aspect of the tours, you know, I always tell my group at the beginning, we do some introductions and we tend to attract very eclectic groups from all over the world. And so, you know, between stops on the tours, um, you know, we do ice, a little icebreaker at the beginning, introductions so that they can get to know each other and then have these conversations as we walk. The tours are about two hours long and around two miles is what we walk. And so yeah. it's a good amount of time to get to know somebody from a different part of the world. I love that. While you're as touring you're, in As Chicago. you're attracting all of these international tourists, I mean, what are they telling you as, as to the reasons that brought them to Chicago? 
Um, some of them are there for business and they want, you know, a little tourism on the side. And some of them are just, you know, coming to a big city in the United States. Um, but I think that they're surprised on a walking tour to meet other other people from all over the world. Right. You know? Connections are made for sure. Yeah. So we have been uh, asking all week our WBEZ colleagues about their walking habits, too, because we were just curious. Right. And so um, here's what our reset intern, Nadia Hernandez, said. Uh, she says, I love walking down Montrose Beach and pretending to listen to music. Uh, but mainly, I listen to people around me while people watching. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I want to watch out for you, Nadia. I, I watch love out next people time watching. <laughs> that's that's for me. That's the best part is is mm-hmm. just kind of gazing at other people, kind of pretending I'm busy, but I'm not. Totally <laughs> pretending listening, I'm listening to music, listening to not. their conversations. Yeah, you learn a lot, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, our reset producer Linnea Dominic says that uh, deep in lockdown. I started walking around the lagoon in McKinley Park at least once a day on my own. It was a really important part of my morning routine. And then Linnea goes on to say, my first date go-to is <laughs> strolling by the lake because it helps me tell right away if that person is full of wonder or not. Mm. Totally. That idea of curiosity, that idea of curiosity, being able to express you know, my own curiosity about the world around me and the city around me and the architecture and the history um, and being able to see that spark in other people is so incredibly rewarding. Yeah. So describe your walking tours for us. You, you first, Hillary. What, what do folks get to see? So I called my company. I founded it in 2014 after working in tourism for six years. By that point, started in 2008. Um, I would say I was like four years old when I started. It was crazy. Wow. <laughs> I'm still very young. Look at you. I'm still very young. Um, but yeah, I started my company in 2014. Um, I wanted to get people inside these buildings because I, I really look at it like teaching about a language because my background is language and linguistics. And so... Um, to be able to show people the same building that we, even as locals, walk by all the time. You're only going to get so much out of it. But if I somehow equip you with the vocabulary to really break apart what you're looking at and to engage with it, then you're experiencing the exact same reality that you could have experienced, but you're experiencing it with that toolbox of breaking it apart style-wise, history-wise. Look at how the light is hitting this and how this angle is this way, and it makes you feel a certain way. Yeah. Like even even our new dark tourism tour um, that's called Haunted by Our Dark Side that we do on Saturdays, it's not only about like the kind of typical ghost stories and disaster stories and murder stories and that. It's also about getting people to see how maybe sometimes a building just feels weird because it lacks right angles or because it's settled in the ground differently because it was built in the 1880s and so you feel a heaviness in your feet. So I think it's really all about giving people that sort of inside experience, not only in terms of interior architecture and the beauty of it, but also being able to equip people with a new kind of insider's way of looking at things that they wouldn't have had before. Mm, I love that. So Maria, describe the experience of free Chicago walking tours. What's that like? Are you stressing on the free? (laughs) (laughs) It's free to book and take the tour, and then the guides work off the generosity of the guests' tips at the end of the tour. Wonderful. Um, But they they really enjoy the... the, 
the whole experience. And our tours are um, in some of the different neighborhoods. Like we have a Gold Coast tour. We have a tour downtown that goes through Millennium Park. I give a tour called Off the Grid Tour, which goes through River North and the Loop. I want to go on that one. Yeah, and we go to places that you might not necessarily – you might pass by as a tourist and you wouldn't necessarily know the significance of, or you might pass by it altogether without a local pointing it out and letting you know that significance. So – we go to some hidden gems that um, are some of my favorite places to go to in the city. Yeah. So we have that. a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, this question kind of crosses, you know, your past and your present, uh, Hillary. Why would you recommend a walking tour over a bus tour or a boat tour that is, you know, right at folks' fingertips as well? Sure. It's it's funny you should say that because I uh, getting my start in boat tourism here, and like I was telling Maria, um, I, I also work for a few other boat companies in town, private yacht companies, but also for a company called Tours and Boats. They use the Summer of George boat down on the South Branch. And um, I always tell people there's essentially two best ways to see the city. There is doing a boat tour, and of course, your tour is only ever going to be as good as your guide, no matter what type of tour it is. That's so true. make sure you get a good tour with a good guide on a boat, because that's just a beautiful experience. You cover a lot of ground. It's beautiful views. But then I always tell people at the end of my boat tours, please do not limit your experience of the third largest city in the United States of America to a boat view. Like, I'll actually on my boat tours tell people, go and stand at the base of Aqua and look up. There are no two-floor places in that building that are the same shape. They're each custom shape, custom poured. You can't see that from a boat. You certainly can't see it whizzing by on a bus. Mm-hmm. I, a I agree. I, I recommend all the different kind of tours. But I think walking, you're just going to see more. You're, you're going to be go, able to go inside and outside and then on the way. And that's, I think, what people tell me, too, is you just see more of the city when you're walking through. Yeah. You know, I give a gangster tour and there's a portion of it that I kind of joke around that it's a secondary art tour because there are things to see as you're walking and you have to point That's them the best out. Part. Yeah. Landmarks and, and, and other buildings, right? Right. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about walking and we're chatting with tour guides Maria Barwegan of Free Chicago Walking Tours and Hillary Marzik of Inside Chicago Walking Tours. So let's let's get some pro tips for folks on the art of walking itself, right? Uh, what would you say is the art of walking? What does that mean to you, Maria? The art of walking. I mean, I think that it's, um, like I said before, it's just a form of exercise. And as far as the tours go, you know, some tours I say in the beginning it's a stroll. And the other tours it's a little bit more of a hike because we mm. go a little bit more of a distance and we have to move a little bit faster. What's your longest Walking tour. Uh, we go a little bit over two miles. Wow. Okay. Yeah. How long does that take folks usually? Uh, a little over two hours. Yes, because you're walking in a group, right? And we stop and talk and, you know, go inside and outside of places. What does the art of walking mean to you, Hillary? I would say the art of walking to me would be about the intentionality of it, that you have to kind of give yourself the gift of that time and that space to simply enjoy your surroundings as opposed to 
you know, oh, I work nine to five. And then maybe because I've got a 15 minute walk to the train, I notice that building as I'm walking by. Well, that's not your goal. Make the actual walk itself kind of like I'm sure Linda would get would have gotten behind uh, about the kind of meditative nature that walking is. The fact that you can make that space for yourself, give yourself that gift of I'm going to take a couple hours out of my day to just simply enjoy the reality around me and interact with it in a way that I wouldn't be able to if I was distracted by something else. So on your own time, right, outside of these tours, what kind of walker are you? Are you a stroller? Are you walking by yourself? (laughs) Are you walking with a buddy? Are you walking in a group? Are you, you have your AirPods in? Is there music going? Or do you just like the sounds of the city? I have a friend who told me that I... (laughs) He said, Hillary, you walk like a bulldozer down the sidewalk. <laughs> That's what people tell me. Right? I'm like, <laughs> like again, you're intentionality. Going so quickly. <laughs> They're like, you always look like you have somewhere to go. I'm like, that's right. Well, that's <laughs> I'm a the busy thing. woman. That's the thing. If you do have somewhere to go, then that's the intention behind what you're doing. But if I'm just kind of walking around the city myself, like during during the quarantine, for example, um, or shortly thereafter, I should say, when people were kind of starting to get out again, my boyfriend and I, we promised ourselves that we would every week just pick a neighborhood and then just go walk around. And I literally have a whole file folder because I'm a dork like this in my computer. (laughs) That's like Rogers Park, Albany Park, you know, Hyde Park, Lincoln Square. And it's all these pictures from those neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. So just like, yeah, picking someplace, kind of giving yourself that space to be curious about it and then just kind of strolling through it and seeing what you happen upon. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the opposite of the bulldozer. I'm the one that's annoying to the bulldozer because I'm just naturally (laughs) a stroller and I'm you wandering. Me I, I have am. to take a picture of everything. <laughs> so you're the one I'm going around. Yes, I'm like, oh, there's like, the will the she pu- speed up? Look at this puppy. Yeah. <laughs> and I've stopped in front of you. Yes, exactly. Oh, That's I will me. stop for puppies. Listeners can't see that Hillary and I have our fists in the air right now. Uh, let's hear more responses from our WBEZ colleagues. Patrick Smith says, I try to walk every day on the 606. I love taking walks with my wife or friends. I really value walks alone, though. It's a chance to daydream and clear my head. Like yes. Maria. <laughs> yeah. And Katie O'Connell says, walking alone is the best, unless you count my two dogs. When it's nice out, we'll usually go for about an hour-long walk in the evening, often by Palmer Square Park. I also think it's really ni- a nice marker between work and the rest of my life, especially on stressful days. It's a routine. Absolutely. Work, walk, life. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk, because I can't let you go without talking about the proper shoes. Uh, but first, here's a, a bit of my conversation with Dr. Sheila Dugan, who's a professor and chairperson of physical medicine and rehabilitation at Rush. It should be you know, well-made. It should have some um, room for your toes, especially if you have flat feet. It should have a... a the back part where the the heel is grabbed by the back of the shoe. And then you want to lace it in a way that feels snug, but not uncomfortable, not too tight. I guess I might say something like every six months, you might want to think about your shoes. Um, One thing I also tell my patients, if you start to notice your knees getting a little sore, your old back pain's kind of back, sometimes that's a reminder that the foam in your shoe is not as, as, as able to cushion you. And it might be time to look into some new shoes. Those are good tips. Every six months, she says, you should be changing your shoes. I mean, what's your shoe recommendation, Hillary? Oh, I have, well... Um, a good walking shoe. 
I've gone with a few different brands over the years, and I've gone to Fleet Feet in the past because they've got just got such cool technology showing you how, like, oh, you're a right foot dominant walker and you're kind of pronated a little bit and that kind of thing. And so they can really set you up with a shoe that should be good for you. Um, the shoes that I'm wearing right now are my current walking tour shoes. Okay. Um, and as your your guest now was speaking, um, I was wiggling my feet around being like, yes, toe space, yes, <laughs> yes, good cushion. Okay, it's been with them Check, months. check. Okay, I'm good, I'm good. Right. Okay, good. You're, you're on the money. I mean, and you should be. I mean, if you were wearing the wrong shoes, doing what you do. Well, you know, when, <laughs> that I would first, be a problem. when I first began it, I remember just like having just kind of like regular gym shoes, you know, which, you know, as long as you're not like wearing sandals or something like that, you're good. Yeah. But I realized like I pound the pavement, mm-hmm. you know, and it's pavement. It's yeah. pavement, Same. you know, and my yeah. knee started hurting. Right. And the so. cushion is so important for us yes. heavy steppers. Yeah. Yes. Uh, quick recommendation and from you, Maria. I would say inserts and, and heel supports, like heel cushions, as well as good shoes with that that cushiony support too because it is pavement i think that's important for city walking yeah for sure well we'll leave it there that's maria barwegan of free chicago walking tours and hillary marzik of inside chicago walking tours thank you both so much for walking over did you walk here i walked from the garage (laughs) 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 take care ladies thank you so much This episode of Reset was produced by Micah Yason and Nadia Hernandez. It was edited by Andrew Merriweather and Mahachmed. Have you signed up for the Reset newsletter? If not, you are missing out. It's the perfect way to start the day right. You'll get the news that you need to know and a preview of what's coming up on the show. Just go to wbez.org slash Reset News to sign up. That's all for this afternoon. We'll talk tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.